0: Welcome to Confessions of a Martial Arts School Owner. My name is This Episode Number Seven. Last week we talked about um, and the start of 2016. Today I uh, have a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about. Um, so first of all, I want to um, mention right off the bat here a contest I'm running during the month of January. As you uh, might have heard last week, I have a push goal for this podcast, and that is to reach a thousand new, or a thousand people in our email list. And in an effort to do that, I need your help. So I'm uh, I've set up a contest. If you go to www.mediacompany.me/contest www.mediacompany.me slash contest Um, you can enter the contest there to win a $50 Amazon gift card Um, but your entries go up when you share that contest with other people and it will show you how to do that after you enter and uh, we're specifically looking for martial artists and martial arts school owners um, in that contest so um, if you want to win $50 from Amazon check out the contest so, that is the first thing that I wanted to mention to you. Uh, I wanted to spend just a couple of minutes talking about Snapchat. Um, I have not been using Snapchat. I've been using Snapchat for a long time personally, um, but I haven't used it for marketing much. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure my market where I live, clearly. But if you want to check out some martial arts school owners and some martial arts Um, kind of organizations that are doing it right on Snapchat. Um, The first one and probably the best one is uh, Hyper. Hyper is out there on Snapchat and they are doing a fantastic job of utilizing their Snapchat story as a marketing um, avenue and just building a following on Snapchat. Um, So they're doing some really neat things with being interactive which is what you have to do um, with those kind of um, social platforms, uh, if you at all are interested in, um, using Snapchat for your martial arts school as a marketing avenue, um, you need to go over and follow what Hyper is doing. Um, I believe their, um, Instagram, or excuse me, their, uh, Snapchat, um, name, I believe is, um, Hyper Athlete. I believe it's Hyper Athlete. Um... I will do some some checking and see if I can tell you for sure. Um, And then another guy who is is starting um, on, uh, uh, another guy that is kind of starting to do some neat things on Instagram, or excuse me, sorry, I keep thinking Instagram, Snapchat that I think you might want to check out is a martial arts school owner from the Indianapolis area named um, Jordan Brown. Um, And he is on Snapchat as well. Right off the top of my head, I can't remember his Snapchat name, and I'm using my iPhone right now to um, broadcast live on Facebook, so I can't look it up. Um, But if you pop into the... Um, our private Facebook group, if you head over to our um, Facebook group, you can um, do that by going to um, mediacompany.me Facebook, and uh, you will, I believe that's the um, short, pretty link as they say. Let me double check for you. I think I can... Um, lot of double checking here for me today. Sorry about that guys. Oh, here we go. So www.mediacompany.me slash group. If you head over to that, I will put um, both um, Jordan Brown and Hyper Martial Arts's um, Snapchat information into that group so you can see it. Um, very uh, cool stuff that they're doing. Like I said, Hyper is killing it. They are doing everything right on there. Um, Snapchat um, account and I think that's something worth looking at. Um, And I'm going to be playing with my Snapchat. Uh, So if you want to check out what I'm doing on Snapchat, I'm going to try to be using it more for my story, you know, trying to uh, get some interaction and things in there, um, you can check that out. Um, I My uh, name on Snapchat is TKD underscore Hayden. And again, I'll put that information in our private Facebook group. Anybody can join our private Facebook group. So if you haven't yet, um, head over to www.mediacompany.me slash group. So, Snapchat, I think that is a cool up-and-coming. If you're going to be on the front edge, um, I think you want to do that. Instagram, I think every school should be on right now. And then those of you who are in, you know, really um, techie areas, areas that are growing fast and early adopters to these kind of social media things, um, I would definitely be checking about, out um, Snapchat and spending some time on that as well. I'll have more for you on Instagram Um, And uh, getting your school on that in the future. Now, uh, I wanted to bring up the idea of um, testings. So I want to talk a little bit today with you guys about um, your martial arts school testings. And I just, uh, this came to my head uh, this weekend because we at my school ran our testing. I see that there are are so many different kinds of testings out there. There There's so many people doing it differently. Um, And I think what we need to start doing, first of all, when you talk about a testing for your martial arts school, is think about what the goal is for it. And not what you've done in the past, what tradition says, blah, 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 blah. You need to look at what your goal for the event is. Um, And then make sure that your curriculum is structured in a way that is going to help you achieve that goal at the testing event. A lot of people nowadays are calling them promotions or um, you know ceremonies or, or whatnot. Um, I still think there's um, val- I have played a lot with the testing um, event and what it is so I started out with my martial arts school doing an eight-week cycle um, and doing a very traditional testing which uh, looked like um, students coming in and doing their form and sparring and breaking boards and then coming back a week later and getting their new belt It was very traditional you know did lots of different things there so on and so forth you know people pass fail all those kind of things and i I have since modified and tried lots of different things so a couple of years ago I tried to Um, Or I I got rid of the testing event and did individual testings um, kind of in class Um, and, and students had to complete a certain number of classes before they can test. Everything rotated a little different and we were tested on kind of what you were rotating through. I did that for a short while and didn't like the way Um, the testing felt that way so one I didn't like it in class because it just took up too much time the logistics I didn't I didn't like so then I moved to doing that same kind of thing but they had to test on a Friday night they had to come and test Friday night and I would watch their stuff again it worked for a while um, but I moved away from the system of curriculum and rotation uh, and basing the the testing on the number of classes, I moved away from that back to more of a testing cycle that was based with a start and a beginning and everybody kind of went on that cycle. I, I moved to a um, a 12 week cycle at that point so quarterly four testings a year. And when I moved to that, um, I, I started to tweak the way my testings would look. I went with um, Two different kinds of testing. So twice a year we would do a formal testing event um, that was actually not as not as quite as formal as presentation. It was more of a showcase where students got up and showed their stuff off and not as much judges sitting and watching them and those kind of things. Um, it had the same elements of uh, our traditional testing where they did their forms and their sparring and their board breaks, um, but it was more of like a talent show look than um, our traditional testing, and then twice a year we would do an inner school tournament as the kind of the testing event, and people would pre-test before, so we knew they had their material and they would, you know, be able to achieve their belts and so on and so forth. And we did that for a, a year or so, and you know. The idea behind it was that we really wanted to make the event bigger um, and uh, there's a there's a dance school in our local community that just does a a fantastic job of showing off their students at the end of the year at their recital and we wanted to kinda get that feel where parents could come and invite the whole family and things like that and there were some elements that worked really well there's some elements that weren't um, I realized that you know, I really wanted to go back to more of the traditional testing cycle. I also didn't like 12 weeks, seemed to be a little too long for our cycle. So I cut it back down to a 10 week cycle, um, which is still a little longer than, than is traditional in the ATA, which is the 8 week cycle. Uh, I, I took it down to 10 weeks and I went back to more of a traditional style testing where you come in, everybody tests kind of on the same day you You do your testing um, requirements and then we do a, a rank ceremony right after the testing then and i've I've played a little with this then as well to support our curriculum. Uh, you know we've moved to not forcing memorization so much because our our real big push is quality, quality technique, quality technique, quality technique and so I really want to make sure that we have great quality technique so I don't want to focus so much on spending all our time on memorization. So we've broken all of our forms for each belt rank, um, each group and we block our our training down into each form is based on four um, combos and so throughout the testing cycle we work on those four combos we really work very hard on the um, technique of those combos and making sure they're really good. At our testing then, our students demonstrate those combos. They demonstrate them um, against, on, a, on a heavy bag or on a pad so they're showing the blocking and the striking properly not just to, to midair. Um, and then our Karate for Kids students uh, show off half of their rank form unless they're leadership students. All our adults and our leadership students show the entire rank form and then we do board breaking for everyone. Different ranks are scored differently on that. We do sparring um, for all our camouflage belts and above. We are working on making sure we have a self-defense technique each testing cycle. We're working on making sure that we have a weapon each testing cycle for everybody. And then our leadership students are showing off their leadership um, form as well. I'm still working on the just the layout to make it look as clean and professional as possible at testing because, like I said, I've kind of moved to this look and feel of testing, um, you know, which is, is basically what I used to do years and years ago and moved it to the same thing. So I, I tried all these different things and I went back to the same old, same old of the original testing, um, with a, with a 10 week cycle. I like the 10 week cycle. Eight weeks to me has always just been a little too fast. 10 weeks still lets me have, um, five testings a year instead of six and then we can do kind of boot camp things. So We've moved back to the more traditional testing in the morning, but changed the elements of it, added some different elements into it so they're they're more all of the different curriculum that we're doing in class, making sure they're doing the combos, the self-defense, the weapons in class, making sure that we test them on those as well or let them demonstrate those as well at testing so that the, the testing event supports the curriculum that we're doing in class. Same with the leadership, our hyper pro, those kind of things. Um, and then we have moved to doing the rank ceremony right uh, immediately after the testing event. Um, again, I'm still playing with that because it works fine for our lower ranks. When you get to our higher ranks, I really do have to look at scores. And, you know, we no-change people. We did this this weekend. Um, I had to sit with the judges for a while, and we had to look at the scores, and then and then no-change people Um you know, and and so it's a little rougher to do that when you when you don't have the time. I'm trying to see if maybe we do a little um, for the high ranks, do a little kind of um, snack break, some kind of little hors d'oeuvres or something between the end of their testing and their rank ceremony, because then we also have the black belt ceremony often as well at that. That's kind of how our testing event goes. My black belt testing, um, when they come to the actual testing, they don't do much more than all the other students do. What I've moved to is a is a black belt boot camp. So usually a week before, um, on a Saturday, a Friday or Saturday, usually I like to do Saturday, um, we do about a five-hour training. And we run um, outside. We do uh, about a 5K run. We'll do uh, all of our kicks, all of our basic kicks. We'll go through those. Um, I've got twelve different basic board breaks that they have to break. They have to break at least nine of them within three tries. So they have to get um, almost all of them within three tries because they're the basic board breaks that I think every black belt needs to be able to do. So we have those. We have the black belt fit test. Then we watch their um, form and their um, sparring and their board breaks. Their form, their sparring, their board breaks. They'll do it testing, as well as usually the fit test. They'll do it testing also. But we do it all, all of that in advance with these board breaks, this run, these all these kicks at our black belt boot camp the week before too. So it's just a way to make sure at the testing we don't have to kill the black belts and do all this kind of stuff because that's not what they do for us at the national level in my organization or or in in the ATA. So I just make them do the bare minimum at testing, but I want to watch all those extra things at our Black Belt Boot Camp. It also builds some camaraderie and just gives them a story to tell about their Black Belt testing um, in advance. So that's our, our Black Belt Boot Camp, which I've really enjoyed. So that's kind of, I wanted to tell you about my testing, and I love, love, love to hear about other people's testings, what you guys are doing as part of your testings as well. So if you will um, hop into our Facebook group, uh, like I said, you can get to that by going to www.mediacompany.me group, and you can get there and check that out. That about wraps it up for today. Uh, my, my call to action to you today is to uh, help me um, get this podcast out into more school owners' ears. So head over to the contest we're running this month, www.mediacompany.me slash contest. And you do have to put the www in there. That's why I keep saying it. I know it's annoying. I need to fix that. Um, I apologize. But if you go over to that contest, we're giving away a $50 Amazon gift card. You get more entries the more friends you refer in the contest. Okay. So have a great week, guys. We will talk to you next Monday. Remember when you're out there, keep striving for excellence.